What's up, sunshines? My name is Casey, and this is Talk Human to Me. Since Plato taught Aristotle from Darwin to Descartes, all the way through to Marx and Nietzsche, there has existed one persistent question. What does it mean to be human? While anyone worth their salt in philosophy has developed their own idea for the correct answer to this question, who's to say that the human experience of an 18th century Scottish man of the Enlightenment bears any resemblance to that of a 21st century trainer, professor, or brand owner? Humanity has done nothing but evolve from our days in the caves to doing 100 on a freeway in a self-driving car, so shouldn't what it means to exist in it change accordingly? While you might identify with Wittgenstein's idea of the world being a totality of facts and not things, or Harari's bold takes on our ability to create our own world, as an individual human being you are entitled to your own answer to the ever-present unknown of what it means to exist in this world. Every episode, I sit down with someone who comes from a different place than me in some way to learn about what being human means to them. I might not share the way they live in this world, and that's okay. I just want them to talk human to me. For this episode, I sat down with Teep Menon, an English teacher at John Rennie High School, but a human who has grown to be so much more for many who have encountered him. Through metaphors and personal anecdotes, I try to get to the bottom of where his meaning of the human experience comes from. So, what does it mean to be human for you? Woo-hoo, we're just going with the big uh, guns right away. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, what does it mean to be human? I guess I'll go with the easy, for me, the right, the first word that comes to my mind is to connect. So to be human is to have the ability to connect, to create connections, to build on those connections, to understand someone, to um, share experiences with that someone yeah to connect to fit to share to to be a part of a collective that's i guess the spark notes version <laughs> the 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 quick notes that he got yeah yeah the twitterized version of <laughs> uh how do you think you got to to feeling that way about the human experience i think it uh it starts with trial and tribulation. Okay. So you kind of, I mean, I kind of, I like to um, splice my life up into like distinct sections. And there's like the pre five-year-old me where all my memories are figments of what people have told me and my imagination and scrapped together to create memories. And then there's like, and then that can even like, that can even probably go up to like seven, eight years old. Whereas you kind of, you have certain memories, but they've been diluted, so diluted or removed. And then people will tell you stuff about you at that time. So there's that. And then I guess I have my, my carefree eight to 13 kind of years where everything was easy. Um, you know, like, going to school and school was easy and um sitting down was hard but apart from that you know it was what it was and then when i was 13 my brother got sick um with ms 
and that was like the first trials i guess i'm hercules so i get the first trials um but then like we adapted and then 13 and then you're going through high school at that point high school was now when i look back at it it was kind of like a mixed bag like i had friends um or i had you know acquaintances and then you know but the closest friends were the, the people i grew up with and then um when i was 19 i lost my best friend and i went through a really rough patch at that point and then i would say around that time though like 2021 was when i started to take this idea of the human experience and start to explore it a little bit more rather than just kind of being reactive to everything that was happening to me i was kind of starting to explore it really in the spiritual side of things um and then so i'd say like around that time i was you know figuring out what i'm going to be doing with my life figuring out who i was going to be um figuring out what it all means or trying to at least because if i had figured it out um you know I, i don't think i'd be here if i knew the answers but um yeah and then to the point where i kind of um you know it was just a it was me kind of going okay this has all happened to me but who is me amidst all of this um and then to figure it out from there to move forward from there yeah I like the the idea of segmenting my my anxiety planner self is like yes I like the idea of this is in a pretty little box and that's in a pretty little box but sometimes that gets problematic so yeah like- because I forget to label the boxes sometimes and so I put them in boxes but then I don't know what's in it and then I have to open it up to figure out what's in it and then that's just you know we just know that's a problem I and mean, some boxes yeah. need to be opened you know <laughs> Um, have you found that like putting it in boxes because I mean you've you've been doing the boxing longer than I have because you are older than me um, do you find that's ever like gotten you into trouble like trying to kind of segment life into like pretty little squares I think what happens is when you compartmentalize there's a degree of detachment from the fact so one of the things that happens is you compartmentalize certain experiences and then as new experiences come in that are similar to those you just kind of throw them into that box that that's already been done and then oftentimes you kind of aren't really feeling the enormity of the situation or all the emotions that should be there because you've already thrown them away yeah. you've already kind of already just been like oh i've been through this right into a box So, I don't know if it I would say get me in trouble per se, but I guess there are times when I've been I've looked at it and I've had other people look at me and kind of say like they almost um had a different or uh somewhat uh confounded like they're not under they don't quite understand my reaction to things. Okay. Um because you know So let's say I'll give an extreme example but like something is happening that is 
um, that is that is sad or that is um, that causes feelings of sadness um, to the general population, I might be more stoic in that moment. Yeah. And then, and I'd be the rock and I'll just kind of do what I got to do. Yeah. And then I have almost shelved it, you know, or boxed it. And then I will deal with it on my own later. But people kind of, some people don't understand a how I could stay that kind of calm in that situation. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side, they, or they, sometimes people see it as me being detached or um, emotionally detached or, or, or lacking of emotion in a situation or empathy or whatever it is. Okay. And then do you think like, just cause you were saying human is about being connected and, and the idea of connection, do you think that would extend to emotions and feelings and sometimes when we put stuff in boxes if we're detaching from the emotion of it or we maybe like detaching from part of the humanity of an experience oh absolutely <laughs> oh 100% but I think for me it's also part of what I need to do to to stay I guess grounded yeah um, to a degree just because I am an empath i will i'm an energy person yeah. so i could i i want to take on the weight of the entire world put it on my shoulders and be like i'll handle it let me put it into boxes you guys be okay and i think for me as a teacher that that is part of what i you know i don't want to take away and just be like oh you're good now i want to but i i want but i do right, let me try and explain this <laughs> <laughs> um yeah let's let's rewind a little bit i i want to be there for others and connect and and help them um, deal with the myriad of emotions and thoughts and feelings and questions that they have um and and to do that i need to i need to understand them myself i need to have gone through them and, and focus on them whatever um but when i open myself up to everybody um i i stand to take on too much that would totally eventually drain me so i would um fill the cups of everyone else and forget to fill out but so I, I kind of do need to have a degree of detachment and I need to be able to compartmentalize and detach from so that I don't burn out because I, I stand by this like, you know, you can't light another candle if your own flame is up. Yeah. So I and I and, and, and because I'm an energy person, if I don't have the energy, the, the energy that someone else needs, um, I will then give them the opposite of what they need, which is an, uh, a negative energy. And that could be even more problematic. So I, I do need to detach. Yeah. You know, I understand that as a, as a, I need to be able to detach from a situation and I don't do it for all of them. And there's some that I'm more attached to than others. Um, but it's a choice at that point. 
Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that might even be like almost more human because like you're so connected to yourself and what you need and how you deal with the universe that like you're able to choose detachment. I also might just be defending it because I do the exact same thing. And I'm, <laughs> I don't want to sound like crazy and emotionless, but it's besides the point. Um, as a teacher, because you were like, obviously you mentioned that, how do you see the human experience kind of evolving through the kids that walk through your classroom? And then how do you incorporate your view of it onto them? So I think it's, <clears throat> I, I get to, I, I like to be, um, I like to really think about my profession a lot. I, I really like to constantly reevaluate what I'm doing, uh, where I am, um, I, I, and, and one thing I do know for sure is that um, the academic results of my students is not a measure of of my teaching and is not a measure of what they learned. And why I say that is because there's, um, for sure there's some kids that are gonna benefit and there's some kids that are, are, are going to learn more on the academic side in any class they go to, but um, the difference of my students as an English teacher, when they walk in in September and when they leave in June is not um, so grand that I could single-handedly be like, I'm the difference that they can now, you know, conjugate or write this incredible essay. Um, I'm a facilitator. As an educator, I'm a facilitator to the education and to, to natural talent. Some people are just more naturally talented with words than others. So all of this, um, I like to see what is my role. Um, and my role is not to be the pilot. My role is absolutely the co-pilot, if not the flight attendant. And drinks and snacks like every every now and then. Yeah, now. exactly. Yeah. Keep them comfortable throughout. But <laughs> um, I think my my role is they have to fly the plane, and I have to be there for them when um, that proves to be difficult. I have to give them or i might be let's go with i'm the flight instructor i'm you know i whatever it is i'm not the one driving it and so if i look at my job um and, and especially when i look at my experience and it's been you know the years i've been teaching i look at it i go a lot of people put the onus on academics and them the students becoming, you know, smarter and or more intelligent and excelling in academics. And I truly believe my role is for them to understand themselves better when they leave my classroom. Um, I think every single year I'll mention it at some point, usually earlier in the year, but my goal for my students is to leave my class a better person than they were not necessarily a better writer or a better reader or and those are all i find those are you know those are 
add-ons those are bonuses if that happens they can read better when they leave my class that's awesome they're a better writer because they they've put their work in that's amazing i'm glad i'm so happy but if they're just a better person and for me a better person does not necessarily mean someone who just does good things or is kind to people for me to be a better person is is to understand yourself and the more you understand yourself i believe you the more you understand the how much we are connected and the more I, i find me the more i find me in others and the connection there so i think for me a better person is someone who understands their impact on not just the 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 people they choose to have in their lives but their impact on society or the world as a whole and they understand that who they are makes a difference um whether they are able to see it in that moment or not and that everything is interconnected to a degree can i just say that i love the whole time you were talking about like smarter more intelligent there was just air quotes everywhere like this is audio only so people can't see that but i feel the need to emphasize this is the high school teacher putting air quotes around being smart i'm doing it now too being smarter and more intelligent um but it's interesting cuz uh on a previous episode i spoke to a college professor about how he kind of sees the education system playing into how this generation is going to grow up with this question how do you see it in high school cuz i feel arguably in high school is when people are most susceptible to kind of influences in terms of how they see the world how they see life um whereas in college i think by that point you're a little bit more aware so you have more control whereas in high school you're more of like a sponge and you're absorbing things. So how do you see the way that the education system is currently set up or structured? How is that affecting us? I famously do not like our educational system. So That's true. Um, That's fair. <laughs> I I'm if anything, I'm I rebel against it every single day of my life when I'm there. because i don't believe in in putting academics first so right away i kind of you know go against the grain of the education system but i think our education system is not necessarily designed to make kids fail but i think that there's a degree of design or lack of design when it comes to um the human side of it and i i remember being in high school and and always hearing when you get out into the real world when you get out into the real world when you get out into the real world and i understand now and as a teacher that the real world is the world these students are going through and yeah. and the the school is a microcosm let's say of the real world of the world that they're in and so if we keep you know prepping them for a future and 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 we just are preparing academic and I'm not saying academics are 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 not necessary they're absolutely necessary i mean like if they're you know my idea of 
you know, when I when I give them a concept and I want them to explore it and understand it, they need to be able to do that. That's academic. That's higher order thinking. That's next level thinking. That's that's academic. But what I mean by it is, um, I think, you know, they are given so much. There's so much pressure on students to succeed academically and and ministry and um, benchmarks that are there and that they, they these kids feel they need to accomplish um, and a lot of time and effort is spent on accomplishing those and on one side it's very good for discipline for them to learn and stuff like that but what I think our educational system fails to recognize is the amount of stress that is being put on these kids and how it is affecting them and I think there's nothing in our system that teaches stress management or stress relief or how to handle um, the thoughts and the emotions and the feelings that they're going through. And, and there, there's ERC, you know, ethics and religious culture. And I think like the nurse pays a visit like once a year to, you know, hand out condoms. But in terms of like actual self, you know, and, 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 and the building of the self and understanding of the self, I find our education system lacks in that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember but, as someone still in the system, it's like always hearing when you get out in the real world, in the real world, in the real world. I was in like grade nine. I was like, well, if school isn't the real world and I'm going to be in school for maybe the next seven years, like, why should I focus on anything that matters in the real world if this is where I am right now? And that's where it becomes so easy to discount who you are as a person and what you need as a human because it's almost as if you're a student before you're a person, which is something oh, yeah. that I don't think I realized until like mental breakdown number 642 in college where I was like, if I'm not a functioning human being, I don't have a shot in hell at being a student, let alone a successful student. Absolutely, I think, and that's where it is. Like, we, we call them students. Um, and then, and we tell them that this is what you have to do and this is who you need to be and, and so on and so on and so on. Yeah, and the first thing they're all given is a number, especially in CJEP. And it's CJ in university, absolutely. Yeah. And and that's your login and like you log in with your shit number, whatever it is. And then but I think our system needs to recognize that um, or, or needs to 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 put a little bit of focus on you are a student, yes. You're also a son or a daughter or an athlete or whatever. You're all of those things. Um, and ultimately you're human and you have to understand what that means to you and then and then you can um, understand because everything is ultimately connected and and so who you are in the the person you find yourself the person as you find yourself you might you know a lot of kids how many kids I teach grade 11s how many of them tell me like I have no idea what I want to do in my future. And one of the reasons they have no idea of what they want to do is because they have no idea of who they are. And, and, and it, so it, those are, are, are 
absolutely connected is that you know, what you want to do who you want to be those are connected together yeah because if you know who you are you're going to have at least a direction as to yeah. oh okay i'm this kind of person this is who i am this is what i love this is um this is who i understand myself to be i'm going to go in this direction and 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 if then kids have no direction it's because they have no clue of who they are yeah. oh my god that like just brings back so many kind of like high school nervous breakdowns about like i don't know what i want to do i suck at math and i want to go into commerce and <laughs> it wasn't until i was like forced to deal with this question in the terms of having to write a paper about it that i think i started to realize maybe i wasn't or i didn't want the things that i had spent seven years telling myself i wanted i just want a class where i can talk about what makes me happy that's it that's going to be the option i teach next year perfect happiness I will. 101 yeah and i think that's the problem is like and i i no way i'm going to say that i'm better than you know the people who are creating the curriculums or or whatever um absolutely not but i i think there has to be a hard look at education mm-hmm. and the needs of our students um and to understand you know one of the things that we have to understand is that like this system was created to work with the assembly line the production line ideology so you walk in you're given a bunch of information you can do that regurgitate da 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 da, da and you go out and you join the workforce and our system is set up on when you finish high school you go into the workforce like yeah. there's a, for sure a degree of yeah when you finish high school you go into cjap and potentially university and there are those 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 kids but the whole system is geared towards when you graduate you go into the workforce you're able to do a skill and go or you're able to take learn how to do a simple skill and do that or whatever it was and that's how it used to be way back in the day and and i think what we're finding now and i look at the world um the 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 jobs that are out there that are that didn't exist 15 years ago you know um the the jobs in terms of online uh the internet the the uh, social media and and uh, selling and SEOs and all this stuff and these jobs didn't exist 15 20 years ago and and it takes creativity and it takes understanding and it takes um there's just so much there that that you know you know of course you know it's amazing how you look at um what's going on in the world right now with this current pandemic and like suddenly everyone's great 9 and 10 math classes those graphs are showing up and we're seeing them everywhere and people are like oh well look you thought you'd never need this and now here you are but um to, to a degree like yeah but there's just so much that's happening now and it's happening so 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 fast and there's so much change in terms of technology in terms of um our our interconnectedness via the online world and, and stuff like that and then 
you look at all of that going on and, and you're going, okay, but our school system is so still stuck and mired in, you know, hey, here's focus on math, history, and science. You know, I, you know, I teach English and I, I, tell, I, I tell my students, I'm like, isn't it almost insane that I work in an English school where the 90% of the population's first language is English and yet I have to teach you now English six days out of six? Like, you know, like in terms of the scheduling, it's like maybe you don't need that much English class. Maybe you need something else. You know, maybe you should be focusing on, on something that, that you don't know because yeah. you speak English all the time. So then I that's where I look at what I'm doing in my class. Like, I'm, I'm not expected to teach them English. They already know the English language. They know how to read. I have to go beyond. I got to teach them how to read between the lines. I got to teach them how to take what they've read and connect it and, and find a way to assimilate that information or that knowledge with the other knowledge they're getting in other classes and that's where i see my role but you know the system is not very conducive to that kind of higher order next level thinking yeah and in terms of uh, the global pandemic and this whole self-quarantine thing and the reason we're doing this um on a video call and not in my pretty sound studio um how do you see like you said for you being human is connection and this is a time where connection is like basically illegal in the ways we typically think about it so how how is that affecting you as a human well i miss my friends (laughs) i miss my hockey buddies um i miss my parents you know you miss people i think um you end up um, you know, one thing I've learned is I have way more time in my day than I thought I did to call people and just have a, a short little chat. Um, not every, you know, phone call needs to be a marathon. It could almost just be a quick little high and just that reaching out. But in terms of um, the pandemic and the, you know, the lack of connection or the forced lack of connection um what what's crazy is is we need to not connect to be able to connect later on and that's yes. that's kind of what this this thing is it's they're they're basically saying like okay stay away from people for a while so that we can go back to being a connected society yeah and and people are struggling. We, we've, I, you know, if you've watched the news or gone on Twitter, you're going to see that some people just don't understand the concept of social distancing. Um, and it's unfortunate. But in terms of the this connectivity of humans, I, I, I think if you look at the first page of the news, or the headlines. You're going to get all the bad stuff, the numbers and the, the death. I mean, yeah, my, my phone just gave me a news notification that said coronavirus cases have passed a million right. worldwide. Yeah. So there you go. You're going to only get the bad. Um, I think, you know, in terms of being human is 
if you seek out or if you if you keep your eyes open you're going to start to see the good um and the way that people are connected through um how the way people are staying connected and are connecting to their fellow human beings amidst this pandemic and you know it started with the people singing from their balconies um and that music connection um it led to celebrities uh singers and and musicians putting on concerts um you know for 45 minutes on you know Instagram live and 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 sure there's a degree of disconnect when you're watching them through a screen but it's people are doing you know if you look at the musicians you know for example um i went to see the lumineers last month and perfect you know, timing <laughs> yeah great timing uh the tickets were and they were quite expensive to go see the show and watch them live and then last week i watched wesley shelts do a 45 minute concert from his living room for free and 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 what i get i'm not saying that i regret going and seeing it all what i'm saying is that you know someone whose job is to create music and they get money for it are using their fame they're using their platform to connect to do something for others and, and not get a penny for it in 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 actuality it was in in the name of the who and for charity that he was doing it so there are good parts where people are trying to connect to are trying to connect um in different ways to ease whatever other people are going through the pain or the suffering or the the sadness or the loneliness or whatever it is people are trying to do so i think they're we're, we're seeing how people are redefining connection in this time yeah and that's something i've always admired about you is no matter how much the world seems to be going to shit um you still seem like relatively positive or as positive as can be expected and even more in any situation and just how do you do that like what what's your drive to be that way because i think that's something that a lot of us especially now are struggling to do i mean like the internet is just flooded with memes of like cancel 2020 like start there's nothing good is happening so how do you where does that come from for you it's a choice really um it's just i think i i i struggle i've had my share of struggle and pain and and i still have it you know like this past year has been rough and and there's been you know more downs than than ups um but ultimately um i just my choice i i choose to put my energy into the positive than into the negative um 
And what, what I mean by that, and it's not like, oh, I'm better than you because I can do that. What I, my, my whole point of when, when I say it, my, my choice is that I, I, I almost, um, let's go back to my boxes. I'll compartmentalize the sad and the hurt and the pain and the negative. Um, and, and, and the only way you could do that is if you can separate it from the positive. So I will seek out the positive, I'll put aside the negative, and then I will just put my energy into the positive. And I do it partially because it's for me, but I, I, I truly believe in energy and, and the fact that we're all <clears throat> connected and and, and and that you know I and I'm an energy person and if I want to be anything for anyone I need to be positive that's that's just how it is and when we radiate negativity we invite it and when we radiate positivity we invite that so I'd much rather invite positivity into my life than than um than negativity and that's on one side and then the other thing is i i i know that i've gone through um a lot and having gone through it i've learned how to handle i've learned how to um um how to deal and how to move forward and and no matter what i'm going through whether the circumstances, whatever the circumstances, and they're all different. Um, ultimately, what has been the way out of it has been through whether it's me or someone else radiating positivity and looking for the good. And, you know, you nailed it on the head with that. You just got that notification and the internet and the memes and everything is just people just gravitate or, or, or put out the negativity themselves because it people are drawn to it and um, I like to you know go against the grain as we know and I like to yeah. be the, I like to be I'd like to go the other way so I try as hard as I can to be positive and it's not always it doesn't always work and when it's really tough I isolate you know not self-isolation COVID-19 like I isolate and I sit and I, I re-ground myself so that I can and every now and then I, I, I lose it and I get upset and I get angry and I put out this negativity and I just always hate how I feel after that so I'd much rather not feel that so I try harder and and I try to yeah I try harder to stay positive so I guess there's a degree of selfishness in there too I just hate how I feel when I'm being negative yeah but I mean at the end of the day like humans I think we survived all these years because we are at the end of the day selfish beings so like there has to be an element of selfishness in there yeah and it's almost like it's almost there's a degree of you know it's i'm being selfish for the sake of others yeah so it's it's not selfish it's kind of a duality <laughs> yeah duality and that's it's a good little like yin yang situation yeah absolutely yeah, yeah 
Um, you were saying that like you've gone through some some harder times. Um, do you think that, I mean, notably earlier you pointed out that you've lost your best friend. Um, do you think the way you saw being human then is different from the way it is now? Like, do you think that influenced it a little bit? Oh, I mean, I think my definition of being human and humanity changes constantly. Okay. Um, and I think it, it evolves as I evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, but who I was before the hardship, um, I, I, I like to say I was innocent, but I was truly was more ignorant where I saw sadness, I saw other people, I, I, I saw it in the world, mm-hmm. but I never even sought to understand it because everything in my little bubble was perfect. Yeah. Until the hardships came and that little bubble got popped and then all of a sudden I, I was forced to deal with all of it. Um, so yeah, it changed. My, my view changed but, and, and who I understood as myself as a human back then. I, I'm, you know, if I go again to my seg- segmentation of my life here, like I was different people in each of those yeah. segments. And then, you know, there's always like, you know, peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys, like some, do you hear that? Yeah. That's the little guy. Aww. I think he'll be okay. Yeah, he's a... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, peaks and valleys, you know, like, you know, for example, like, I'll, I'll use, you know, my baby as an example. Now, he was born in September, um, and I lost my aunt in July. Okay. And um, and my, my younger cousins, you know, it was, they lost their mom after having lost their dad two and a half years ago. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I went, I ended up going to India for a week to be with my cousin, come back with him. Cause he's from here. He's Canadian and bring him back home basically mm-hmm. after all of that. And the crazy, you know, whatever the story is, but you know, within a month of that, we were, um, prepping and getting ready for um, a new addition. So a loss, you know, a month and a half later, there's an addition and you're, you're, there's the peaks and valleys. And when we were at our lowest and then you have a baby boy and you're at your highest, but you're not really. And there's like an in between there. And, you know, you're just kind of, you're, you, you change and, and each experience changes you and your understanding, you know, I mean, have my understand, has my understanding of humanity changed when I be, since I became a dad? Yeah. You know, that yeah. changes too. So, you know, and not just like the dad, as they call me at school, you know, <laughs> like of actor studio, it's like the, you know. Yeah. There, there was a figurative dad and now it's like, oh, you have an actual. Yeah. Small you. But then I still get called dad at work too, so that works. Well, yeah, that's not going anywhere. 
Yeah. <laughs> you've you've earned that nickname till you leave. Until <laughs> I leave. Yeah, till you yeah. do. A couple um, more white hairs, I could go into grandpa, I guess. Okay. I won't I won't tell them that, but I'll let them figure that out on their own. But yeah, it's yeah. it's okay, it's the wisdom look. Oh right, right. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um how do you speaking of your little kiddo, um, like you are a new dad, you're saying it did change. How do you do you hope that he grows up to see the human experience in any specific way? I have a few hopes for my kid. Um, you know, one of the things, you know, ultimately I want him to experience life. Um, and and I, I, I catch myself constantly thinking like I need to do this I need to do this I need to do this and and I almost you know sometimes I I almost forget that him experiencing life is is going to be the way he does it it's going to be in his in his he's, he's going to experience life in his you know the way he, he constructs it yeah. and it's not and and we are again going to be facilitators um you know my wife and I and and his uncle and his his his, uh, his grandparents were going to be facilitators to the life that he experiences. And what I, you know, I'm obviously, I obviously want him to have the best of whatever and to to have everything that he could ever wish for and and all of that stuff. But I also understand that you know he's got to experience life to grow yeah and part of that experience is going to be good and bad and so you know there's certain but there are certain things i i want for him you know i i when he gets you know i would love um you know i i, I pray for the day where we have a world where people don't have to come out that yeah and i pray for the day that we have a world where you know truly the you know the color of someone's skin doesn't matter um and and none of those things are there yet and and i i almost you know kid myself when i think it's going to be there by the time he you know in 10 12 15 years from now but a man can hope right yeah. and and ultimately what i will want to do what i hope to do for him is as i've done for students and have done and, and still do for my students is that no matter what he experiences, he can understand himself enough in the situation and be able to take the situation and uh, understand it and and not be overwhelmed by it uh, or not feel like he has no way of handling it. You know, and, and obviously, that overwhelming and, and that could happen but i always want him to understand that there's always um i would want him to understand that we're always there to help him with whether it's good or bad positive negative and, and that there are things are going to happen and your job kiddo is to 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 see the world um to read it to react to it and to understand it for yourself yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's how your English class links back to like teaching life. Like if you can read a book 
read between the lines, understand it, and then use what you need out of it. That was always my favorite part of English class was when I could like pull some like deep obscure meaning seemingly out of nowhere and be like, yeah, this relates to life. And then teachers would think I was smart and I was, I'd get my gold star and yeah, that's. <laughs> but and that's the thing is like, it's <laughs> intrinsic, right? Like it's, yeah. it's, you're not pulling it out of nowhere. It's, you're pulling it out of experience, out of yourself, out of what is within you. And it's, it's you going, okay, I see it this way. I'm going to connect it back to me to a degree, to what I understand, to something I've read, to something else I've I've done, and I'm going to then um, share with you what I've now taken this information and added it to this, 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 and created this new bit of information and understanding for me. And when you put it out there, then someone else hears it and goes, oh, yeah, I think I get that, but I would connect it to da, 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 and go on. And that's really what it is. It's Again, we go back to this word connection. The first question you asked me, what it means to be human, and I said is to connect, and it really is that. It's that it's I think for me, the more I step back, the more I see the connections. Yeah. Um and and I think that's really it's you know what I would want for for my kid and for my kids at work and my my, my all those kiddos is is that that they do are able to step back and see the connections because when they're in it and they only see themselves it's it's very it's it's it's, it's a very they only see one side of it and or one part tunnel of vision. tunnel vision absolutely so yeah. i would want them to be able to step back and 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 have the, the tools and the be equipped with the ability to to be able to step back and look and you know see the different connections and see how it's all related and that yeah how it how it all comes together with like a pretty little bow yeah, not always pretty but no yeah you know, but a bow, a bow. It, it does all come together <laughs> and and at different times in different places and yeah but it does it does eventually yeah yeah. Do you ever remember there being a specific moment where for you was like when you started to see that everything came together? Oh, um, I don't know if I could give it a, a moment. No, I don't have a specific one. I think it, it, it comes down to moments of content. Okay. It's like, you know, last year, um, skiing and I was just there the top of the hill looking down and it's just kind of like me in a situation and I was just content in that moment okay um and and then or sometimes being you know putting on a production or or when I was on stage with the band or when I'm playing hockey with my friends it's just kind of I'm doing something Mm -hmm. there's a a part of me that almost like I step away from myself and I watch myself doing it yeah and and it's just I'm happy and I'm in a moment and and I think that's like I don't really have like a a defined like you know this was the day it all came together or this was the day but I think it's 
it's sometimes I just look over and you know we're it could be doing the simplest things I could be in the kitchen cooking with my wife and just kind of going oh this is pretty good and there's no and I think what's crazy is, is it's in that moment there's no further thinking yeah there's no like oh what if this or what if that or this and that or this or I should do this or I need to do that it's just here I am in this moment doing this thing and that's like oh. and that's kind of like those moments where you're kind of like yeah yeah I think I think I've made it <laughs> or in this, you know this is it I, I got it this is I'm happy you know yeah yeah that's so funny though when you talk about um like seeing yourself from the outside and being content because for so long for me and for a lot of other people I've talked to who've struggled with mental health when you feel like you're experiencing yourself from the outside it's never a good thing and it's like it's because you feel so numb and so detached from a situation so it's just it's cool to know that the other side to that does exist that you can kind of have that third person presence in your life and have it be for a good thing I think it's 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 almost for your mental health that that you almost do that where you detach and numb yourself away and and then kind of look at yourself it's almost for there's a degree of I you know I always it's a protection of you yeah. know, a natural protection that you know of the body um, uh, or, or the mind or the way it works you know, there's just so many things unexplored in terms of our minds and our bodies and how it, it takes care of us but I think it's you know when it does happen I'm not conscious I'm not doing it on purpose you know every time I want to meditate I do, it doesn't happen you know it, it's like it, it, it but it's it's meditative um, to a degree um, but yeah I think it's because it, it's it's I separate myself from myself so that I can love myself. I like that. That should be on a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so in one sentence, what does it mean to be human? Jeez. Um, in one sentence, to be human is to feel, is to connect and is to just be. Mic drop. Perfect ending. Yeah, I don't have a mic to drop, but yeah. It's fine, it's metaphoric. There's been like seven other metaphors in here, so we'll just do one more. <laughs> um, well, on that note, thank you so, so much for agreeing to do this. Um, thank stay you for having me. Stay sane. And Trying to, you do that. <laughs> yeah.